Welcome to another edition of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. I'm your host, Gazette Hawkeyes reporter, John Seppi. With the NFL draft looming at the end of this month, I am excited to welcome Jim Nagy to the podcast. Jim is the executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl and an 18-year NFL scout. Jim, thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's good to be on. So you saw two Hawkeyes down in Mobile, Kayvon Merriweather and Riley Moss. Let's start off with Riley Moss. What did you see from him in that week down there that you think will translate to an NFL team? Yeah, I'd say that the two things that really stood out were the movement and the speed. Um, it's one thing to see it on tape. I knew Riley was going to be fast. You know, you go back and you look at his high school track stuff and that 110 high hurdle time, uh, well, I think it was like 13-8 or something like that, really smoking fast. So you knew he was going to be fast, but it's different to be at field level with him um, and see him run. And then really the movement stuff, really a fluid athlete. I think the biggest thing for Riley going into the week, and he and I, he and I talked about it, was I think a lot of people just lazily um, see a white guy out there playing DB and they think he's got to be a safety, which, uh, you know, I don't think that's the case with Riley at all. There's no, there's really no limitation. Um, He's a good mover. He's fast. uh, He's played a ton of football. He's got good ball skills. There's a ton of like. Um, So I think the people that were kind of projecting Riley to, to safety, were just, we're just being lazy. Um, So I think, you know, letting the NFL um, see him up close and, and uh, more so, I think the NFL guys were comfortable with him as a corner. I think it was more some of the media types that uh, were down here in Mobile, and we we credentialed over 1,100 media people. So, um, you know, that's it, it allowed them to see Riley up close and see what he was all about. I guess you probably already had the jersey ready for him after he initially was going to be there last year before coming back to Iowa. We did. We had uh, we actually had a 2022 jersey for Riley. Uh, I actually need to give that to him. I think it's still laying around the office here somewhere. We, you know, we, we have new uniforms every year, but yeah, we were, we were ready to go. You know, it, it did. It kind of surprised me that uh, he decided to stay back in for another year coming off a year where he was the, the uh, big 10 DB of the year and four interceptions and two pick sixes. Like I thought it was kind of a no brainer that he'd come out, but uh, I think it speaks to the Hawkeye program that uh, the coaching staff's able to talk guys like Riley and the, coming back for another year since, uh, you know, kind of thought he was ready after that uh, 2021 season. What are some of the NFL systems that you think Riley will be a best fit in? Well, I think you can play in any system. That's the thing. I, uh, I've seen some things even now in the media that say he's his own corner. Well, why? Like, why is he his own corner? I mean, usually you, you, you say guys are his own corners because they, they can't run. Well, that we all know that's not the case with Riley. I think, you know, to me, Riley, I saw, I heard him interviewed on NFL uh, Series Radio yesterday, and he ran mid four fours at the combine. I thought he was going to be, you know, touching those high four threes based off, uh, you know, some of our zebra technology stuff that we have at the Senior Bowl, the playing, the playing data. Um, all thirty-two NFL teams are, are zebra clients as well, so it's kind of a good apples to apples comparison for the NFL teams. And uh, Riley's zebra stuff was up the chart, so I thought he was going to run four threes. I, I wanted to text Riley yesterday. Like he decided not to run again at the pro day. I'm like, why wouldn't you go and, and try to get a four, three time? But, uh, but anyway, no, he's, uh, he's a heck of a player. I think he, I think he can play in any system. I don't think it matters. Wow. There are some people who are surprised by his mid four fours in the other direction. And you're surprised it wasn't faster. Well, he ran his zebra stuff was, significantly faster than a lot of guys from last year's game that did run four threes in Indy. So again, coupled with the high school track stuff, I mean, I, I, I 
I, the high school track times mean something to me. My dad was a high school track coach. You run it, you dip into the 13s and the 110 high hurdles. That is smoking fast now. I mean, that's that's like that's as good as you'll find across the country. So no, I was I was surprised he didn't he didn't time in the four threes at Indy and and I surprised he didn't go for it and, and try to get that time at Pro Day. And then switching gears to another defensive back with Kayvon Merriweather, what did you see from him down in Mobile? Yeah, a good mover, a good athlete. Um, you know, maybe not as twitched up as Riley is, but a fluid athlete. You can see why he he had basketball offers out of high school. I think at one point he was committed to go to Western Michigan or something like that to play hoops. And uh, you see that in the movement. And, uh, you know, we, we during the week, we don't really tackle to the ground. Um, and we we felt like Kayvon was one of the best tackling safeties in this year's class. And, and that showed up in the game a little bit. He he's, uh, does a good job coming to balance in space and and uh, and getting people on the ground. Do you think that maybe because he didn't have the interception numbers because quarterbacks just weren't throwing to him, maybe that's why he didn't get quite as much of the acclaim that others have gotten? It could be. You know, a lot of people, you know, especially in the in the media side, I mean, you look at what's on paper. You know, they want to see that interception production kind of pops. Um, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that's right. Coverage stuff is really a concern of the NFL people because he, he does move well. Um, you know, range. I mean, did, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but I think he makes up for it in some of his efficiency and his movement. Um, but he's a good football player. I don't, I don't think the lack of ball disruptions is going to kill him. And then what did you kind of take away from him from off the field? Um, I mean, all those Iowa guys, you, I mean, I, I was going into Iowa as a scout for a long, long time, going back to my days with the Patriots. And obviously there was a lot of Patriot connections with uh, coach Ferentz and you know Brian Ferentz and I worked on the same staff there in New England when Brian was a a young scouting assistant before he made the jump over to the coaching side um so no those guys all come down here and do a great job going back to you know Golston and um man we've had a, we've had a bunch of guys come down here and really help themselves over the last few years um Nelson and man just on and on Oja Moody is another guy that that really parlayed a good senior bowl weekend to be in a, a third round pick. Golston was another guy who went in the third round. So um, no, they come down here ready. They're, they're products of that Iowa system. They're mature. Um, they kind of handle this like a business trip and, and they do a really good job. And, you know, I, I don't, I'm obviously not privy to all the inter, uh, interviews they do with the NFL teams, but I, I ask those guys every night as the teams are leaving the interviews, like who's doing a good job. And, and uh, the Iowa guys' names always, always pop up. And then looking kind of big picture at the Sears defensive back class, do you see this as deep, not so deep? Do you think this favors maybe earlier or later in terms of where somebody like Moss or Merriweather could go? Um, I think it's deep at corner. I think it's gotten, I think people have realized it's deeper than they thought it was maybe coming into the pre-draft process. I think a lot of guys we had here in Mobile really showed out. Julius Brents, a former Iowa guy. Um, at Kansas State, shoot, he might go in the end of the first round. Um, and coming down here to Mobile, I mean, most teams had him in the fourth, third, like late third, early fourth round area. Um, I know this, he's not getting out of the second round. So um, there's been some guys elevating the corner class. I think the safety class, uh, really the meat of that class is is in that third, fourth, fifth, sixth round area. Um, I don't know if there's any like elite safeties in this year's group. Uh, Brian Branch from Alabama probably would be that guy, though, although I see him more as a, a nickel corner than I, I do a safety. Um, but there's some good players. There's some good players in those middle rounds. So we'll have to see here in a few weeks. But I, I do think it's a deep corner class. 
And then a couple Iowa guys who you invited who were not at the Senior Bowl, Sam Laporta and Jack Campbell. With Sam Laporta, what do you see from him at tight end? And is there a particular past Iowa tight end that he reminds you of? Uh, solid all-around player. Um, can, can get it done in both the run and the pass games. Not like a dynamic athlete or or run after catch guy in the past game, but he's dependable. Uh, you know, he can get open short to intermediate. He catches the, the football really well. He's tough. He's competitive. I mean, the fact that he, he hurried back off that injury and played in the bowl game, I think speaks to, to uh, you know, what, what the Iowa program meant to Sam. And uh, so he'll be a good solid pro. Uh, you know, to me, he's a, he's, he'll be a, a really good number two or a solid starter level player. And then, uh, and then Jack is, is uh you know helped himself this pre-draft process because I think he's tested better than than what a lot of people thought you know I think it, especially in terms of the change of direction stuff I mean you see some of the straight line speed uh, flashes on tape where he can run and, and and chase things down but I think some of the short area change of direction stuff has has helped him um, some of the testing stuff and and again I, I'm sure he's interviewed really well I've heard of that back from a lot of teams he's done a nice job and you're looking for a guy that's going to be able to quarterback your defense obviously Jack can probably do that. And then you kind of led right into my next question about Sam with coming back after the injury in time for the bowl game. Is that something that NFL scouts take into account much, or is that just kind of another item on the resume, or how important is that? Well, playing in the bowl game isn't really a big deal for the NFL anymore. It was. Well, you know, whatever that was with Christian McCaffrey seven, eight, nine years ago, whatever that, whatever year that was, um, I was working for the Seahawks, and man, the the... <laughs> The response in the room, you know, when we got to Christian that year in the draft room, I mean, it was um, he he took a beating a little bit for opting out of that bowl game. But I mean, this this the NFL's stance on that has really softened over the years. I don't think they they could give a rip if guys play in the bowl game or not. They understand it's a business decision for these guys. Um, so again, I think the the fact that Sam did it is uh, you know kind of a feather in his cap. But I don't think it would I don't think it would have worked against him by any means had he not had he not been able to play. And then you were talking about how Jack tested better than probably a lot of people expected. I think he had probably one of the best combine performances from any linebacker. How much do you think that shifted his draft stock? It helped him for sure. You know, he's, he's a big linebacker. Uh, You know, I'm sure there was some thought that maybe he was just kind of an old throwback Mike linebacker. Um, But when you, when you see some of the testing stuff and how it matches up, Sometimes those bigger guys are hard to gauge. Um, you know, they're they're longer striders, um, things of that nature. So even though they're covering ground, you might not always see it with guys with like quick foot turnover. Um, so yeah, certainly the testing part helps. You want to see it all line up. Now he's got good tape. Uh, I'm sure the people at Iowa say really good things about Jack, and then and then uh, now he's got the testing to go along with it. So he's a he's a pretty clean prospect. I'm gonna put you on the spot here with the last question here. Any funny Brian Farron stories from working with him? <laughs> That's so long ago, man. I barely remember those times. I mean, that was 20 years ago, so I'm I'm, I'm getting up there in age. I <laughs> I don't remember a ton, but no, he worked his butt off, and you kind of knew just coming from, you know, the family that that's kind of where he was headed. But I think it was good for Brian. I think he might – I'm not putting words in his mouth. I mean, I would think he would think his couple years in scouting helped him out when it comes to the coaching side and the evaluation side. Um but no, man, they're 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 a great family. Coach Parents always treated me really well whenever I, I came through Iowa City, and and I've seen Brian. I, I talked to Brian at least a couple times a year about the Iowa prospects. Um, those guys do a great job. They've, their their track record is is unmatched, and 
their ability to go out and find talent. Um, they go back into my home state of Michigan and always get good players out of there um, and not just find them, but develop them. So um, ton of respect for what they do up there. Well, Jim, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thanks for asking. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Hawk Off the Press podcast. Until next week, we will talk Hawks later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.